welcome to the 111th episode of the Not Your Mama's Gamer podcast, a podcast where we talk about games and gaming from a feminist perspective. My name is Samantha Blackman, and I'm an associate professor here at Purdue University in wonderful West Lafayette, Indiana, where I talk about, read about, write about, think about, and dream about, amongst other things, video games, video games, video games. And I am joined tonight by a bevy of brilliant women uh, who are our usual NYMG staffers, Alicia Carabinas, Bianca Batty, and Charlotte High. Good evening, ladies. Hey. Hello. Why don't you tell us a bit about yourselves for those who don't know us, and we'll start with you, Alicia. Hey, I'm Alicia. I am a PhD student in rhetoric and composition at Purdue University, where I also got my MFA in creative writing because I'm versatile. <laughs> and uh, I'm really excited to talk about our topic today, which I will not yet reveal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Bianca, since you are next, what are who are you, honey? Yeah, hi, I'm Bianca Batty. I am also a PhD student at Purdue, but uh, I'm uh, in the literature studies side of things, looking at uh, video games as a form of contemporary narrative and thinking about how represent representation uh, comes into play, pun intended, there. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I also am excited about the topic today, but also <laughs> will not be revealing it too Charlotte soon. Spoil it. Yeah, <laughs> we'll leave it to Charlotte. Right. So, I'm Charlotte. Our topic tonight is <laughs> something we're going to talk about in a minute. Something we're going to talk about in a minute. Um, so I'm Charlotte. I am a uh, PhD candidate at, at Purdue University. Starting to actually count down the months, at least, if not the days yet. <laughs> and uh, the resident Lego scholar. Yes. Hey, everybody, if you're listening to this, tell Charlotte that we really want her to periscope some Legos. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. All right, we'll see. <laughs> All right, well, let's go ahead and jump in and get started. We'll start with uh, our usual what you're playing, what you're reading, what you're drinking. As you can tell, some of these women are probably... Uh, Drinking a little bit more than everybody else. No, no. we're fine. Everything's <laughs> fine. <laughs> we'll start with what you're playing, um, and I'll be nice and not go first. Mm -hmm. Alicia, what you playing, darling? At this exact moment, or in general? In well, general. Uh, no, I'm gonna start with at this exact moment. Mm -hmm. I'm <laughs> redownloaded Peggle today. <laughs> Play Peggle. But I'm about to stop because Sam's going to yell at me. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, I have been playing uh, a little bit of Dragon Age Inquisition, which mm. I don't love. Um, sorry. I know a lot of people are big fans. I find it a little boring, but I'll live. I've been playing some Shadowrun Hong Kong, which I wrote about for the site. I think that's really fascinating. Maybe not an amazing game, but it's got some really cool narrative things um, that I was actually talking about with Bianca. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been pl I played a little bit of Splatoon at Sam's, and I couldn't figure out how to invert the look, so I was really mad because I play everything backwards. <laughs> um, I'm not only a hater, but I'm also a backwards player, so everything is terrible forever. <laughs> You're a complicated human being. Uh, you know, I just really don't like things to be easy. Um, <laughs> apparently. And still for I, apparently, this is my new casual go-to 
forever. We've been playing lots of Agario in my home. Um, and that's me. That's what I've been playing. What are y'all playing? What about you, Bianca? What you playing, darling? I have not necessarily shifted too much since the last podcast. I'm still playing until dawn because I'm, you know, school started, so now all the fun stuff is slower. Um, but I'm also going to start playing her story this weekend. Actually, tomorrow. Yay! Start playing that. Yes. Um, per Alicia and my discussion, too. We have lots of discussions now. It's fantastic. I know. It's like the best part of my week. Yeah, it's fantastic. I love it. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm going to start start playing that one tomorrow. Um, it's because, so uh, good. Yeah, I'm really excited to to experience that one. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm kind of boring this week. I've got lots of school stuff going on, so. Yeah. How it goes. Mm-hmm. What about you, Charlotte? What you playing? Well, I don't have anything going on in my work life at all. <laughs> Nothing at all. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, it's on the job market. <laughs> I didn't play Life is Strange yet. Sorry. Charlotte! My goodness. I'm trying. I got wrapped up in limbo again for the third time. Mm-hmm. That's okay, though, because so when you wrote about it, I thought about it for days. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a really good piece. So I did I did basically play the whole game again. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can't just play it. It just it's like, oh, this is fun. I'm going to keep going. Um, and then play, <coughs> excuse me, playing with Lego. I got a new set that I'm totally in love with. So, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're I just think that would be really boring, but okay. No, it would be awesome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I still like the idea of you periscoping yourself, Legoing a periscope, because that would be so meta of you. <laughs> like, just so meta. <laughs> that shit would go viral. <laughs> now, that could be interesting. I could get into yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they actually do have a, a really cool set that I'm on the fence about, and Unfortunately, with Lego, you can't be on the fence. You have to make a decision because <laughs> it'll sell out like and become five dollars. times as much. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. But they have a really think cool... About, think about the service you'd be providing to all the people who can't get whatever set it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and well, you, you get it right now. It's a it's just a regular city set, but it's a, it, it goes along with your Periscope thing because it's a, um, <clears throat> like a cargo ship and then it has an underwater... Uh, uh -huh. Periscope. <laughs> yeah. I almost bought it on impulse today, but I'm trying not to impulse buy Lego because I already have a big, big enough problem. Is it really a yeah. problem? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she was like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a problem. So I didn't buy it. I'm playing a couple of different things. Um, I am playing Skylanders uh, Trap Team. Mm -hmm. uh, because we bought it when it went on clearance as they were getting ready for um, the latest Skylanders um, game to come out so everybody was selling out and so we picked up Skylanders Trap Team because we had lots of Skylanders from the previous two versions of Skylanders that we had already bought 
Um, and, you know, me being stupid was like, oh, yeah, this will be fine. We, we can just play with the games we have and just play the new game. Yeah, but now you need new traps and trap masters and all that other shit. So, yeah, I'm in for probably another couple of hundred bucks in order to actually play this game fully because I'm an idiot. Yay! <laughs> um, yeah, but my kid loves Skylanders. Um, and so we've been playing Skylanders Trap Team. It's been a lot of fun. I got to watch um, that in action, and it was pretty funny because of the, some of the things that you talked about happening in your games with her. I got to witness like her going, "I'm not gonna go fight. I'm gonna hide behind you." <laughs> it was pretty funny. I was like, "No, come here." Well, she's like, "I'm gonna wait over here." <laughs> right. She's like, "You go die. I'm gonna stay over here and stay safe." But see, the, the game doesn't really allow that because when you play co-op. They actually show you a little string between the two players, and once you've reached uh, once you've reached the end of that string, mm -hmm. you can't move any further unless the person on the other end moves along with you. Huh. So she, she was hiding behind barrels, like, yeah, I'm gonna stay over here while you go kill the boss. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I reach this motherfucker. What's wrong with you? You gotta come along. I will say that she didn't say that. <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> I was thinking it, but I did not say it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So it's it's always a little it's always fun, and she but she likes to do the exploration part of it, mm -hmm. and she's good with fighting like the little guys. But when the boss comes out, she like freaks out. She's like, "Fuck that! Not fighting that dude. He's too big. He's gonna kill me." Hell, I'm way older than her, and I still feel that way sometimes. Like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but see, that's the thing, though, about Trap Team, or about any of the Skylanders games. You don't actually die. Mm -hmm. It just kicks your... And, but that's the thing, is that she gets she gets really invested in one little figure, and she wants to play that little figure no matter, you know, what the game tells you. Because there's elements, right? And certain elements are stronger in certain areas of the game. Mm -hmm. And right now, she's really into Stealth Elf, who's of the, who's of the Earth element earth or plant, whatever the fuck she is. Anyway. Um, so she's really in the stealth elf. She even dressed up as stealth elf today and made little and made little plastic knives so she was running around stabbing the cats with the little, not plastic, they were Man. cardboard. Sorry. <laughs> so she was running around stabbing the cats with the little cardboard knives going what is, what is, what the hell does stealth elf say? Something like Silence is deadly or some shit. So she was running around, sneaking up on the cats and stabbing them with cardboard knives. Um, <laughs> it was crazy. Oh man. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> no animal but abuse so happened at Sam's house. <laughs> yeah. It's cardboard. The cats were more like, "What the fuck is wrong with this kid? Get her away from me!" Yeah. Um, but um. So she's really invested in that character, so she always wants to play that character. And it's not that the character will die, and then you can't play it anymore, but the character will die or get knocked out, get exhausted is what happens. And you have to swap it out for a new character until the end of that battle. Now, you can go right back to playing that character again at the end of that battle if your character gets knocked out. But she doesn't want to stop playing Stealth Elf for anything, so she hides her. Whenever a, a big boss comes out, <laughs> so, I can get behind yeah. this. I understand your approach, P. <laughs> Self-preservation strategy. 
I think these are good skills to learn. That Mm -hmm. instinct is strong in that one, right? The force is strong in that one, let me tell you. Um, She's like, I don't give a damn what happened to you. I'm over here and I'm safe. Uh, Um, So, go ahead. No, no, I want to add something to the end of this discussion. Okay, so Skylanders, played a lot of Skylanders. Um, uh, Also been playing a whole metric shit ton of... Ocarina of Time for the 3DS um, because Zelda, um, that's all you have to say. Um, and I know that Alicia is going to be sacrilegious and say that is the that is the Zelda hey, game that she did not like. That was confession. <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's really all of the contemporary Zeldas for me. I know, I'm sorry. Something wrong with you. I, I understand that there's like something wrong with me. Like I'm willing to her. admit that I'm a flawed human. <laughs> you clearly are. Clearly. Once they gave him like uh, a little 3D body, I just wasn't there for it anymore. Yeah. No. I love that game. Um. So I've been playing like a whole shit ton of it. Not just when I'm like walking around, but like literally, I play it until my little red light starts flashing every night, and then I'm like. Let me hurry up and plug it in before I lose my progress. Um, so lots of walking of time. Um, and then also uh, because, like Alicia said, they played Splatoon at my house um, Saturday night, right, which meant Sunday I had to play Splatoon because <laughs> P didn't get to play before she went to bed. So the next day she was like, they get to school that night. She was like, they get to play Splatoon. Stay up till midnight, play Splatoon too, and I was like, "Whatever, kid, you're taking your ass to bed." <laughs> um, so uh, <laughs> I had to play Splatoon the next day to make up for the fact that she didn't get to play it the day before. I think P is basically like my Patronus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my, is that is that the problem? Is that the problem? <laughs> What are you trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing at all. <laughs> but if I can just add on to the end of this discussion, this is not really a things I played thing, but for the first time I taught games in the classroom. Really? I did. Oh, did you? I did. I taught two uh, interactive fiction games. I taught uh, Anna Anthropy's Queers in Love at the End of the World right. and uh, Matthew Burns, the writer, will do something. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was part of a, an optional assignment. Students could choose between playing these uh, interactive fiction games where they could read two much longer traditional narratives. I was surprised that many students chose the latter. Mm. But the ones who tried, which was weird because I have all, you know, like tech students. Yeah. Play games? Nope. Not, apparently not. Um, sometimes you don't want to ruin the things you love in the classroom, I guess. <laughs> but uh, it was really interesting because one of my students broke Anna Anthropy's game on purpose because at, in that game you only have 10 seconds to take actions. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he went into the browser and shut off the script so he could read everything carefully and then go back and actually think about his choices before he made them so he wasn't timed. Which I thought was super cool. Like, what an interesting way to talk about the game then. Taking yeah. it out of the the parameters of the game space and doing something totally different with it. Hmm. Yeah. But neat. Yeah, and then, like, how does that affect, like, the way that we think about that narrative? Yeah. Or the way that we interact with that narrative? And, like, what is our role as participant in that if we are breaking it? 
It was it was he had a lot of smart things to say about it. So yeah. it was it was a really good discussion. And it gave me some good insight, I think, too, for the next time that I bring uh, games into the classroom. Because I mean, it didn't even occur to me to mm-hmm. go in and, and break I, I was I'm willing to conform to the game parameters. Like, okay, game yeah. gave me ten seconds, I have ten seconds. But he was like, No. <laughs> yeah. I do yeah. not accept this. <laughs> Wow. It's like, I'm going to fix this, make it work the way I want it to work. That is yeah. fascinating. It was. It was really yeah. neat. Uh, yeah. Good job, student, maybe, possibly, interesting at least. Yeah. But it was a really, it was a really cool way to um, kind of do that for the first time and see how students react to, uh, to games in the classroom, in the composition classroom in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, because apparently there's a lot of unexpected things. There's really only a few ways to read a narrative. But I guess when you bring in something interactive, they will, in fact, interact with it. <laughs> yeah. Who knew? Yeah. Go figure. Cool. That's super cool. All right. Anybody reading anything interesting this week? Me. What are you reading? What are you reading? Uh, I've been, I've been um, finishing up uh, Adrian Shaw's Gaming at the Edge. Yes, yes, yes. So good. Um, so good. Oh, I really good. like the way she writes. It's She's just so very... It's smooth, and I can just gobble it up, but it's a lot to think about at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a nice contrast to some of the other things that I have to read for class, where I have to look up like every seventh word. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm a noob. <laughs> I don't know all these fancy terminologies that motherfuckers be using. <laughs> hey, if it makes you feel any better, that violates all the tech com principles. All those words violate tech com principles. Okay, so apparently I need to switch my focus. Yeah. I need to you don't have to switch your focus. You just need to be like the tech com game person. Okay. <laughs> cool. Life goals. We talk, we talk about that offline. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do really enjoy that. I, I've really been enjoying that book. I've been recommending it to people left and right. Me um, too. Yeah, Me it's so too. good. So yeah, everybody should read it. Mm-hmm. I've even I've been recommending it to a lot of people that I've been interacting with through the 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 women's studies department too. It's Purdue. a great book. I just think that it's so applicable to like yeah so many different fields. And that's one of the just the coolest things about it for me is how just on point it is in so many ways. Also, can we have her back on the podcast? Cause yes. <laughs> yes. Derek and I are like, yay! That was like one of the best experiences of my life. <laughs> Wait, did this make us fangirls? Are we fangirls now? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I'm cool with it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Adrian, we love you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what about y'all? Cool. You read anything fun? No. Job docs. <laughs> okay, I'm going to admit this. Uh-oh. I'm going to oh. admit this. Mm-hmm. She's going to say 50 Shades of Gray. <laughs> oh! <laughs> well, I picked up 50 Shades of Gray. Because no. <laughs> torture porn is what I'm all about. <laughs> Don't make no. me do dramatic readings again. No, please don't. Please, please don't. I think I would love that. Um, so actually, it was pretty funny. Um, P and I went to the to the to the regular public library downtown, 
and we walked into the kids section, and there was a new Geronimo Stilton book. <laughs> oh, that and really? Every it was it was horrible because like all the all the librarians in the kids section stopped, turned around, and looked. Because it was a new one and it was like one of the really supersized one that's got like 600 pages in it. But this thing was beautiful. It had like this vibrant, full color, jewel tone cover and gold leaf edges. <laughs> and I picked up this book and I was like, look, P, a new Geronimo Stilton. It's beautiful. <laughs> and all the librarians stopped and turned around and looked at me like, what the fuck is wrong with her? <laughs> Missed your calling. <laughs> I should have been a children's librarian. <laughs> so we immediately came home. This was yesterday and started reading um, the new Geronimo Stilton um, epic fantasy adventure. It's about dragons and fairies and all kinds of cool shit. Ooh. Ooh. Um, unfortunately, still got the male protagonist. His sister mm. does usually come in and participate. And it's interesting. So here's the thing: for if you got kids, or you you have you love kids, some child that you would like to give a gift at some point, um, they make two series of books. Um, there's Geronimo Stilton, then there's the Thea Stilton and the Stilton Sisters one, which is not Thea going on adventures. Thea's his sister, but it's more of these. Um, high school aged girls, high school slash college aged girls that go on adventures. Um, and it's pretty cool because we've read a several of those and none of them have like revolved around boys or boyfriends yet. It's been straight up adventures. Yeah. Um, that is nice. But in the in the actual Geronimo Stiltons, um, Stilton does go on adventures um, with him and she's usually the one that prods him into going because as he says he's a Freddy Mouse and she's she's the motorcycle riding um, sexually free spirit. <laughs> they don't say it in that way but she rides a motorcycle and she has lots of boyfriends. So like every time they <laughs> go to a new locale she's got a she's got like she's got like a man there that she a keeps on the side. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Hey girl. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's it's weird because it's got these, and this is like straight up, these are like straight up, they're not early readers, but they're definitely for middle school age kids. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, really? That's kind of risque for middle school age kids. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, they're, but they're a pretty fun read. They're a pretty fun read. Uh, so I was really excited when there was a new Geronimo Stilton. Yeah, I'm going to go back to drinking my cocktail because apparently... <laughs> no, I will say that, I mean, I, I, I wasn't going to bring it up, but since you did, um, my son has been really into the uh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid books lately. Mm -hmm. And it led him also to start keeping his own diary, oh, which makes me really happy. Oh, Anytime yeah. that the child is writing, mm -hmm. I, you know... Uh, so it's really it's really fun to watch how kids begin to develop these interests because of books, and mm -hmm. uh, you know it's it's so different from when I was a kid back when the dinosaurs were cruising around, uh, because all I did was read. You know, mm -hmm. we had games, but it wasn't as much of a focus in my life as it is for my son. Uh, but because I'm always playing games, you know, it's my work, mm -hmm. and he wants to play games. He's not as focused on reading as I was, so watching him discover something that he really does like and he wants to participate in is cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah. he doesn't have a boyfriend in every port. 
So it's inferior. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and he probably doesn't ride a motorcycle either. <laughs> Not yet. So mom's against motorcycles, so <laughs> All right. So All right. So uh I guess we'll jump to the important question unless anybody else is reading something fun. Nope. Drinks. What you drink? <laughs> Alicia what are we drinking now, or what have we been drinking? <laughs> Man. I feel like there's an important distinction to be made. Mm. There's well, a lot how about going what are you drinking tonight. now, Alicia? Currently, I am drinking. I've transitioned to my cooler months beer, even though the weather does not agree with me. Apparently, the beer <laughs> salesmen do. Um, I am drinking Line and Kugel's Creamy Dark. Ew. Uh, what the hmm. motherfucker? Ew. <laughs> <laughs> no. I love Lion Google, but not not that creamy. Oh, dark, man. Though. Creamy dark is like my second favorite after the grapefruit. Uh, uh, maybe I should try we'll it. We'll talk about what you're drinking in a minute, and I'll jump in on that. But I did also drink my recent find, finally. Everybody found it before I did, the uh, Not Your Father's <laughs> Root Beer. I, I had one of those earlier. And I was I was going back and forth between the creamy dark and the root beer, and that's actually a really... Good combination, I recommend. Oh. Is there All different right. complementary flavors? Interesting. <laughs> Maybe I'll try it. It just seems like it turns me off because it says dark, and I'm like, nah. It's not really. I mean, I guess the head, if you pour the beer, the head has that brown tinge, mm. um, which I guess is one of the demarcations of a, a darker beer. But, um,. I like the Lining Kugels because it's uh, the creamy dark because it's a uh, it's a nice smooth finish. It doesn't have that bitterness that underlies a lot of dark beers. Mm. So I like this one. Maybe I'll give it a shot. We'll see what happens. Mm. I could trade you a creamy dark for a ginger. ginger. <laughs> <laughs> This is the beer bartering show. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, they have, these, they have these stupid variety packs, which I love the one they have out right now, but usually with a variety pack, there's at least one that you're like, eh. Yeah. yeah. Currently, the one that they have out is the bomb. So It's probably not my turn, so I'll just... It is now. Mm -hmm. Okay. So today I was super excited to find the Line and Google variety pack, which included the Harvest Pumpkin Shandy, Cranberry Ginger Shandy, Ginger Shandy, and Orange Shandy, which I love to death, all of them. So I was in heaven. Mm. Yeah, and we were yeah. talking earlier that I've seen this one so many times and I want to try the Ginger Shandy so badly, but I don't know if I'm going to love it, and I certainly don't want any kind of pumpkin beer in my face at all. <laughs> and I love all the pumpkin beer. Well, not all of it, but... That one. So. That reminds me. Cranberry beer. It's yeah, really I wanna, good. I'm going to get it. I think I'm going to go get the pack maybe tomorrow for the weekend to try it. I like the cranberry for like Thanksgiving, but, but like with everything else, it like sort of suddenly goes away right before Thanksgiving. Man, I hate their beer so, schedule. I have tried right, so Lining and Kugels before like unhappily. We're drinking pumpkin in August, ginger in September. I guess we'll be drinking summer shandy at Thanksgiving. I don't know. I, I would not be sad about that. I did try finally the Travelers Lemon Shandy yeah. because I was jonesing so badly and it was disappointing. Mm -hmm. 
Their grapefruit is good, though. I don't like their, their lemon one, but I like their grapefruit. Because I, like I was pumpkin. afraid to get it because I didn't like the lemon. I got the lemon in a variety pack, so that was okay. But it tasted like like just a your, your average wheat beer, like nothing fancy that somebody yeah. squirted some fucking lemon in. And not even good They're, lemon, but like some artificial sweetener lemon. Yeah, their lemon's no good, but their, their um, grapefruit's pretty good. It's a little stronger, so you have to be ready for that, but... Um, stronger flavor-wise or stronger beer-wise? Beer, like alcohol. I'm with that. Yeah. But you can feel it, though. Like, if you like if you think you're drinking a lot in Googles and you drink it that same way, then suddenly you'll be like, well, hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I swear we should do a good. side podcast that's nothing but beer. <laughs> yeah. Sam said no. I know. She's such a bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry we skipped you, Bianca, but Charlotte and I have this, this jam where we talk about beer. Yeah, I get it. Hey, I get it. I, I'm, also, what are you drinking? I'm, I'm drinking, well, I'm drinking two things at the same time. Yes! <laughs> yes. <laughs> My people! <laughs> One of them is a beer. Uh, I'm drinking a Lagunitas Daytime Ale. Oh, I good like those. Session. Yeah. From, but it's nighttime. From my homeland, too. I, it is nighttime. You know, I'm a complex human being as well. <laughs> you know? Like an onion. Yes. So yeah. many layers. Uh, so I'm drinking that, and I also have some uh, some Knob Creek. Working on some, some whiskey over here. Oh, wow. Yes. I like it. So you're the one who's been drinking too much that Sam was talking about. That's I me, like yes. That's, that's directly <laughs> applied to me, yeah. It yeah. was not. <laughs> no, I'm sure she was talking about me. I think she's talking about me, but I can't say that because then she calls me narcissistic. So. We're, <laughs> we're all, like, convinced. It's us. We're just a community exactly. of heavy drinkers. You know what? It's exactly. just because we're smart bitches and we have trouble with a world that doesn't appreciate us. Here, mm -hmm. here. There you go. Drink. So, Sam, what are you drinking? Well, I was really sleepy at like 7 o'clock. Are you drinking another monster? No, I'm not. So, I am actually drinking iced coffee with um, a healthy dose. <laughs> I got like a, I got like a 30, I got like a 32 ounce cup and, and I probably put six ounces of uh, Tres Leches um, uh, liqueur in it. Oh. Um, yeah. See? <laughs> boozy um, caffeine. Boozy caffeine. So it wakes you up. Yeah. <laughs> Get you a little boozy at the same time. I see how you're working. Yeah. Son of a bitch. <laughs> no, what, I'm not still Muslim? playing Peggle. <laughs> You're playing Peggle, yeah. That is a lie. I am, in fact, playing Peggle. But apparently not well. So that's what I'm drinking. Makes sense. So, Alicia, what you got for news, darling? I have a little bit of news. Um, I was hoping that we could spend a couple of minutes talking about the uh, the clock fiasco. Oh. Oh, Jesus. God. <laughs> Way to bring you know, the mood this, down. This is just another, like, here comes Texas. <laughs> For fuck's sake. I mean, it's it's going to be either Texas or Florida. You know, I we Southerners have to get used to these things. Fucking Irving. Um, Sorry. So if you live under a rock uh, and don't exist on this plane, you may not have heard a 14-year-old boy, Muslim boy, 
Mm-hmm. Important to the story. Brought a digital clock to school that he had made himself, and he was so proud, and he wanted to show it off. And uh, instead of being, you know, lauded for his achievement, he was arrested because it couldn't. Wear, wearing a NASA shirt. <laughs> yeah. And wait, there's a, there's something else that's important to point mm-hmm. out, right? Because people on the internet, in all their brilliance, have gotten this wrong. He did not take this clock to school and show it around to all of his teachers. He took this clock to school and specifically showed it to his engineering teacher. Right, right. Who said what? What did the engineering teacher say? She said something about she thought it was. And here's the thing. She she accused him of making a hoax bomb. Did she? I didn't read that. All I read was that she said that other people wouldn't understand. She accused him of making a hoax bomb, not an actual bomb. So this all right? came and from so, the, engineering, the engineering teacher? Yeah. Yeah, he yeah, wasn't sure. Yeah. I missed that part. I'm going to look it up. And so, and so here's the thing, right? It, it, so it wasn't even that she was afraid that it was an actual bomb, because if she were afraid it was an actual bomb, they would have evacuated the school. They would have called the bomb squad. They would have detonated it. They would have done something. Yeah. No, instead, they put this kid in a room with his bomb, did not evacuate the school with his bomb, in scare quotes, right? And they're um, right with him. Yeah, a hoax bomb, bomb, a fake bomb. Yeah, and put him, put him in a room with his, with his, with his quote-unquote bomb, called the police, and then had him arrested. The police put him and the bomb, quote-unquote bomb again, in the car together. So all the way through this, nobody thought this was a fucking bomb. Mm-mm. Because I don't care how big, bad, blue policeman I am, I'm not going to put a fucking bomb in the car with me because I yeah. don't want that. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Nobody thought this was a bomb the entire time. But they arrested this child because mm-hmm. he was brown mm-hmm. and his name was Ahmed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this week my son has, uh, he's come to my husband and I, his stepfather, and said that he's he's really interested in robotics. That's what he wants to pursue as a hobby. He wants to learn how to make robots. And, uh, and it was so strange to see this story going on at the same time that I was talking to my son and listening to so many people trying to defend the actions of the school because my, if my son built a robot tomorrow that looked like a bomb, like an actual bomb, he would be praised for it because mm-hmm. he's a white boy. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. anybody who thinks differently, if you were listening to this right now, probably not because our listeners are awesome. But if you happen to <laughs> come upon us by accident and you're listening to this and you're thinking, no, man, if it looked like a bomb, even the white kid would uh, would get arrested, you're fucking Mm-mm. crazy. Mm-mm. I'm sorry to use that no, word. No, no, But... The reality is this child went with the police because he was brown. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was an engineering guy. Did he? You don't think what? I'm sorry? I think it was an English teacher, not the engineering teacher. Was it? Yep. Oh, no. Are you That's sure? even worse. Oh. <laughs> Are you sure? Because yeah. everything that I read said... Yeah, I'm reading it right now. Can we petition what I read and when I'm reading now, for being a dumbass? Well, what I read and what I'm reading please? now is that he brought it to the engineering teacher who also um, didn't make the best of the situation and said something like, don't show that around because people will misunderstand it. 
But then he took it to English class and it beeped, and the English teacher took it away, and she's the one that um, caused all this. Yes. <laughs> well, all right, yeah. <laughs> it is Texas. Fucking I should English probably teacher. say for our listeners who don't know that I'm a Texan. <laughs> My husband is a Texan. In case you can't tell. We're probably going to be spending the summer in Texas Yeah, this year. <laughs> He'll be fine. It's not like, you know. So, no, fine. I'm just saying I'm right there with you. Like, I have ties to Texas, too. Texas makes me so fucking mad. I got married in Texas. Mm. Uh, this is so, it's so awful. Mm-hmm. But the 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 bright side, the kid is transferring to another school. He said yeah. any school. <laughs> I love the press conference. He's like, I'm funny. looking at transferring to any other school. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I love this kid. Yes, um, he he's really he's in good spirits about it all. Um, I think this kid is going to be an amazing adult. Yeah. Um, but he, you know, he, he he used the the moment to be like, P.S. I want to go to MIT. Wink, wink. Right. Yeah. 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 Smart. Okay. You know and, what? Uh, the wait, wait, wait. We got to back up. Tweeted at him. Um, which for now I have to say I want to evaluate all potential presidents on their Twitter proficiency because Barack has been bringing that shit on the Twitter, <laughs> or his people, whoever. Um, but the president tweeted at him. There's a college fund that's been started for him. So I mean, it's Mm-hmm. the charges were dropped, so it's going to work out in his favor, but what a fucking experience to have when you're 14 and you're just, like, proud because you made something cool. Yeah. Okay, can I, can I just say something? Mm-hmm. I want to back up, and, and I want to say I don't want to discredit what happened to this kid. Mm-hmm. I don't want to discount what happened to this kid because I don't think that, I mean, because I've been, like, if you go through and you watch, like, the press conferences and and you watch him on, like, the actual news shows, because there was another one where the folks at MIT came on, like, during the actual interview and said, hey, we want, you know, the astrophysics people want you to come visit, and then and then it was a woman, and she said, and the folks at my alma mater, Harvard, also want you to come visit. So he kind of got this news. But if you watch this child's face when he tells this story, yeah, he's kind of smiling when he starts. But if you watch his face when he talks about what the teachers did and yeah. getting arrested, he there there is nothing lighthearted or... Yeah. No. Upbeat about about what he's feeling with those experiences. No, it's a horrifying it, thing. It for a breaks my heart. Yeah. Watch. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. I can't even imagine. No. I, mean, I can. I can sort of imagine. To this kid. Yeah. It, I, I. I. can only imagine in the sense that um, how big everything seems then, and then you add something that is actually big, and 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 injustice on top of that is just yeah. like wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I mean it's ridiculous. I mean, I hope you know, and and I, you know, and I'm I'm still waiting for NASA to come out and say, "Hey, you were wearing a NASA shirt. They did come on." They did, I think. They did. Yeah, they did. And the like, the Mohawk guy already gave him a tour or something. I think. Yeah. Yeah, didn't they give him some kind of a thing for like a space camp? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I heard something about space camp, but has he already been in NASA? I I don't. No, I don't think he's been there, but they've 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 said stuff. Yeah. They've, they've, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, no, no, and I like, said, that's I'm waiting for him to for for him to actually for them to say come. I think they and did. I think they did. 
I don't think he's gone yet. I think they did. I think so. Well, yeah, it just happened like on Monday, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I don't know if I should say that. I don't know. I'm going to say it anyway. Um, because we started late and I've had several beers. Uh, the thing that makes me, I think, most depressed is that I have seen some of the defense of the system, mm. if you will, from members of our community here at Purdue, which should not happen. Because if anything, we should understand that you know building stuff is cool, and that makes me really sad. Mm. It's yeah. Uh, yeah. To, to defend that in any way, shape, or form is utterly There's ridiculous. There's no defense. Yeah. There's no way to look at this other than just abject fucking racism. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. Mm. I have some feelings. Yeah. Bummed okay. out. So let's talk about <laughs> Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, just briefly, because I just kind of want to get a measure of everybody. Uh, as you know, um, they released a big update for Destiny this this week, last week. I don't even remember. This week. Um, and then the Taken King, you know, has come out. Oh, okay. And um, there was an interview about Destiny and how it is a constantly developing game because, of course, Bungie has a lock on. We've made a shooter. We know how shooty games work. But all mm -hmm. of these MMO elements like the raiding and working in groups and the constant, the persistent online world, they've referred to that as being something that's constantly in development, that this is a, a perpetual work in progress. And I thought that was a really fascinating phrasing in this current culture of early access games, uh, games that get released that are almost broken, games with really integral DLC. What do you think about playing a game that's constantly being built around you. It's kind of cool and kind of, I don't know, especially considering how much money you've had to sink into Destiny if you're going to be a real Destiny player. Right, but aren't all MMOs constantly being built around you? Yeah. How, is it, how, how do you yeah, see that being different from like, wow? Um, I mean, because wow, the world changed around you and changed with certain expansion packs, right? No, that's true. Uh, that's a really you, good point. Especially when you look at stuff like Cataclysm, right? Where, you know, the world like physically changed. It was like you you got your update, you got your you got your expansion pack and it was like, holy shit, it doesn't even look the same around here anymore. Right? So I I'm wondering how how this is how this is different from that. Maybe well, it's it not. Is. Yeah, maybe it's not. Maybe because they're talking about it not as a, oh, we're going to keep adding to the world, but instead of, in some aspects, we don't really know what the fuck we're doing, so we're just going to experiment, and sometimes we're going to, you know, strip out all the dialogue from a character and replace it with somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> right, well. <laughs> you know, like, it is a different, it's different in that sense, in that it's not... It's not a company going, okay, we're going to build on a world and we're, it's going to have events that change the world at certain times. But instead it's a company saying, which I think is a really fascinating thing to say, we don't always know what we're doing, but please give us some money because you have faith in us. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. 
and I think, and and I thought I was thinking about this too because I haven't bought the Taken King expansion yet. Well, it just came out what day before yesterday? We have it. We need to turn that shit on. <laughs> and, uh, and, but I haven't bought it yet. Um, and I was like, oh, I'm not gonna buy this. I'm like, it's forty dollars. That's fucking ridiculous. Blah 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 blah. And I was like, wait. I was like, I've been playing WoW off and on for 10 years, right? Mm-hmm. And so, well, first of all, you pay for the game up front, so I'm sure it was like, it was, that was back in the day, so it was probably 40, 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and then every expansion pack was at least another $20 on top of $15 a month. <laughs> <laughs> so why does it Give me pause and other folks pause too, because people have been complaining about Ten Kings forty dollars. We already bought the fucking game. Why do we have to pay another forty dollars for some DLC? How is it different from buying expansion packs for an MMO that you play on your on your PC, on top of paying a monthly fee? And you don't pay a monthly fee to play Destiny. And I had to say, because I, like I said, I had to stop myself, because I was I was one of the main ones bitching. I was like, I'm not going to download that shit. $40, blah, blah, blah. That's $100 for the game. Well, ah. I will say that the world in games, like, because I didn't play WoW as much as I played something like Final Fantasy XI, those worlds seem a hell of a lot bigger and more diverse in terms of, like, content than Destiny, which is, here's a couple of places you can go and do some shit. This is true, but you have to consider this as well. Whereas... Destiny a year later to get that full expansion for to get that full expansion um, to get the Taken King expansion anyway is forty dollars, right? Yeah. Well, if you're playing WoW over the course of a year, you're paying twenty dollars for the expansion plus plus another hundred and eighty dollars a year for monthly fees. Yeah. So you're paying another yeah. two hundred dollars a year. Yeah. So yeah, you're gonna get a little bit more, but you're paying a whole hell of a lot more money, like five times more. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it is. I mean, it, I don't want to defend that shit because I don't want to keep paying for games. But no, no. <laughs> then, yeah, it's it's a tough call. I don't like the. The system that's being created, the constantly buying content for the same game. Mm-hmm. And it's weird on a console to pay that much for an expansion pack. But there is a tradition of that kind of thing, and it is maybe more in the MMO sphere in some senses, but also it's never felt like an MMO to me. So there's that too, there's that resistance where I'm like, what? You know, I'm not raiding. I just want to shoot some shit. <laughs> I don't want to wait it's around for a fucking party. Choose not to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, because the MMO elements are there. Just because you choose not to participate in them, I think that's actually a bonus because that means that you can interact with this game in two different ways. That's true. And not and not have to do the do the raids or you know kind of have regular guild mates or such to have the full experience you can still have the full experience and play the game as a as a basically as a single player or even in small groups yeah
Like I said, I didn't want to, you know, defend that shit because I don't want to pay $40. <laughs> but. <laughs> okay, so summary. We have some feelings. They are somewhat amorphous. Oh, well put. <laughs> I'm a writer, you know. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So are we going to move on to the issue of the week? We we haven't revealed it yet. No, we've been so good. <laughs> I think we were well, really yeah. just distracted. Yeah. <laughs> oh, are you going to let me reveal no. it? I think we no, should let I'm Charlotte not. do it. <laughs> Charlotte would smoke. No, I'm here. I didn't know I was on mute. I was laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Charlotte, what are we talking about today? <laughs> Titties. We are. <laughs> the, titty titty. the titty sewed. The titty sewed. You know, this is all really artificial because once people download it, it's going to be in the title and in the description. So that our caginess is false. Are we really going to call this the titty sewed? <laughs> yes. Now we are because Bianca said it like eight times. <laughs> yeah. Well, so what we've decided, or what we thought we'd talk about tonight <clears throat> in our kind of impromptu episodes, is it's, uh, Anita Sarkeesian uh, came out with a mini episode in the Feminist Frequency um, series on uh, Women as Reward in DLC. Um, so we thought it would be kind of fun to engage with um, what Sarkeesian is talking about in this mini episode, especially alongside of um, Alicia's awesome post on Metal Gear Solid 5 and, and Quiet. Um, that well, I, I, It's kind of the opposite. You can, you can do stuff to uh, get her dressed. <laughs> there you go. Oh, God damn it. Um, so... And and for those who haven't seen the episode, go watch it. It's great. It's only like it's it's great in terms of giving you some background for what we're going to talk about. Um, it's only like eight and a half minutes long. Eight minutes, twenty four um, seconds. Eight minutes and twenty eight and a half minutes. Yay! <laughs> so <clears throat> we round up. So we've got Sarkeesian talking about um, down DLC and downloading. Um, additional costumes for women in games um, as well as some um, pre-order bonuses and things like that. Yeah. Pre-order bonuses as well as downloading some additional non-narrative bits um, like what was it like Snoop Dogg's stage uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that gives you other ways to shall we say, interact with women in the game. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, I don't yeah. know if you're interacting so much as you <laughs> Pay money, unlock titties in your game. Mm -hmm. Yes, but I was trying not to put it in that way. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Hashtag sorry, not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I want to preface this with something. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> Here we go. Um, I like I like titties as much as the next woman of questionable sexuality. But mm -hmm. for my entire life, and I don't know, your mileage may vary, and I don't mean to. I don't. I don't like the phrase "slut shame" or anything else. I don't mean to sex shame anybody. But one of the examples that Sarkeesian uses is a uh, pre-order bonus in which you will be you will receive a digital phone call from a yes. character in the game, reminding you that your game is ready for pickup. And I I can't see this as anything but insulting. Like here's the thing. Would you like to pay extra money and come here instead of some other store to receive a robot phone call? Like, is that, do people really want that? Robot. I don't understand other people. Who wants this? Who are these people? <laughs> they me. I would not. No. I want like well, free shit with my pre-order bonus. The penis gun <laughs> that she talked about or whatever. Like well, even aside from that, right? Because if we're if we're gonna look at this as um paying for sex work of some sort. If you're going to pre-order your game, if you're going to pre-order your game from somewhere in order to get that phone call, one would think that you would actually want a live person on the other end yeah. of your phone text call. Well, and that's one and of the not... issues that she raises, too, is that none of this is like consensual adult intimacy, but... It's all... Well, it's consensual. Well, it's not interactive. It okay. Well, the, the woman who made the recording made the recording knowing what it was. And if you yeah, pre-ordered okay. for that purpose and gave them your phone number to well, make that call... Okay, that's a good point. Okay. okay. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I'm, I'm still with Alicia on this. Like, who really wants this? Apparently I mean, so. I'm just saying. I guess somebody does. For, lots of people pay for phone sex. But that's different. That's a that's yeah. a human connection. This is and like that's exactly Claus. what I'm saying. It's like having Santa Claus call your kid. Well, and that's exactly. We're not arguing something different. That's exactly what I said. I said there is a difference between having a live person on the other end instead of receiving that pre-recorded call. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I think that's what's kind of just odd. Yeah, because I think right. I think that, you know, like, talking to somebody about your sexual fantasies and shit, that's badass. I'm glad that we have such services. Uh, people need that kind of release. Uh, but, like, yeah, a robot just to call you with a sexy voice, I mean, why not just turn on some porn? Which is much more, you know, uh, <laughs> there's so many more options than just some woman going, if you don't pick up your game, I'm going to get it for you. <laughs> like okay with your real body go get yeah. my game for me <laughs> I'll be at home with a beer bring it to me <laughs> I dare you <laughs> it's like can you stop and pick me up a pizza on your way back too because I'm going to be hungry when I'm playing that game <laughs> and maybe when you get here we can have a real conversation yeah, I don't know. I no, mean, I, like I said, I get that part. I, I'm not arguing that at all. I think we were right on the same page with that. Yeah, yeah. In terms of the the, the robot voice versus a real person on the other end of the phone, mm -hmm. right? So yeah, I mean, it's it's not about sex shaming when there is consent. 
And that's what I say. I don't. I think that that is consensual. I see that as being consensual because everyone no, participating. I like you were right. I can. And in that exchange, yeah. But these other things that are so strange that I she that statistics she on this shit. I'm sorry. I don't, I'm just interrupting you left and right. Um. <laughs> But this is this is the point I raised today in class because I have classes with Sam all the time. Um, is that I just want fucking statistics on everything. Every time something like this comes up, I'm like, how many people bought that? Mm -hmm. That's what I want to know. With the corresponding well, infographics, yeah. right? <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. I mean, but how many people bought it? How many people bought it for that reason and didn't just buy it to pre-order? Okay, but yeah. see, but here's the thing, though, is that. You're talking about buying additional costumes for volleyball players in Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball, mm. which is nothing but bikinis and jiggling ass boobs anyway. Right? And <laughs> that's all it is. Is half naked girls jumping around with their titties jiggling. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. If someone is buying that game, it is not a stretch of the imagination <laughs> to say that they're also going to buy the DLC because that's all you buy in that game for in the very first place. And that's true. And you know, I've I've had a lot of a lot of complex feelings about Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball over the years because on the one hand I'm like, God, this is just fucking rote, abject sexualization, and it pisses me off in that sense. But on the other hand, and and I don't know, maybe this is the beers talking. I think. If you're into that kind of thing, maybe it's kind of cool to manipulate figures to make their titties bounce more. I don't know. I, I don't think that I've ever I've ever had that experience. It kind of makes me want to go download it just to see if I care. I don't think I would. But I'm sure some people do. Obviously, it was very popular. <laughs> yeah, I think it's the beers talking because, <laughs> because it's still... Ignores the abject objectification of it women. It really is. It's so gross. Mhm. Mhm. It still ignores the the abject objectification of women, right? Because that is all these women are for. I mean, in in like in in the in the, these later like dead or alive like games, there's like many games where you know you you basically stroke the women. <laughs> You know, with your with your cursor hand, um, using your controller. It's like really. It it is. I guess it's some kind of interactive animated porn, mm. right? But that in but and of so itself. Much... Okay, go ahead. But that in and of itself, like I said, kind of goes back to goes back to objectification of women, and there is, in my mind, questionable. Even like I said, these aren't real people on the other end of that controller. But there is questionable consent, even because the consent of these women in game is to play volleyball, right? Not to be, not to be, not to be stroked, right? Yeah, it's kind of like that. It's kind of like that weird um, rape flash game um, that's on the internet where you have to bring a woman to orgasm before she wakes up. You guys have seen that one, right? No, no, no I tried to. <laughs> no. Are you kidding me? Rape game. It's like everybody played that. 
No. <laughs> mm. oh, Define my. everybody in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right? Everybody who's played games with me. <laughs> I mean, who's not played games, but um, studied games with me. And at some point, we've talked about it. No. Not um, me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, my head hurts. Yeah. Like I'm trying. I'm trying really hard these days to embrace empathy and to understand where people are coming from with these kinds of things. But at the same time, I think, God, there's so much better porn that's actually just designed as porn. Why even fucking bother with volleyball bitches in bikinis that are not actually doing anything? But I don't. I don't know. I was much more eloquent earlier when we were just watching the video. Orgasm Girl. Really? Is that the name of it? Yeah. Oh. If I pull this up in my browser, is the FBI going to show up at my door? (laughs) I don't know, but there is now a a naked real woman in a corset with her breasts hanging out, dancing in the bottom right-hand corner of my screen because I had to click through to actually find the name of it. I have so many complex feelings about this shit because, man, I am so about sex. Everybody just do the consensual adult sex in the way that they want to have at it. Um, I will defend anybody's right to have 67 partners or one or whatever the fuck you want to do. But there's something weird about a woman in a controlled space that you can control who doesn't do anything to challenge you at all. Uh, and that well, you can manipulate in ways that maybe she's not in the world view meant to be manipulated, but you have that control because it's a game. It's just strange. Well, yeah, and if we think about the fact that it, like the the type of embodiment that we're thinking of in these situations, like this digital person in front of us who maybe doesn't have like. This entity, this fictional digital entity, does that thing have the ability to consent to this male gaze necessarily? Like, I don't know. Is it because it's not a real person that it feels weird? It's uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Well, you know, and 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 we we were talking about this as we because we were watching the 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 Sarkeesian video together, mm-hmm. and I think. Anita Sarkeesian's videos do a great job of starting conversations about women, feminism, and games. Mm-hmm. Um, and she talked about, as she was talking about the DLC, um, and she was talking about, you know, buying these additional costumes where, you know, basically you could pay additional money and, and characters who may have been fully clothed in the original game within run around and fight monsters in bikinis with their titties hanging out. Um, Which is just you know, because That's exactly the way that I want to fight a dragon. Yes. With my titties hanging out. Because Absolutely. I'm protected. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and she talked about being able to uh, change the outfits of female characters in Mass Effect 2. But right. what she didn't talk about which I found extremely problematic was Jessica Chobot's character in Mass Effect 3 who is an embedded reporter on your ship who is there simply for you to fuck. That's all she does. Uh, yes, okay, so yes, let's go. Let's back up because somebody's going to call me on that. 
if you build a strong enough relationship with her, she will add additional points so that your your score overall when you get ready to go in the final battle is higher. But as you build that relationship, she also shows up in your quarters. Yes. <laughs> 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 She says hello. <laughs> <laughs> so you can frame it in any way you want. You get a you get a dual reward for building this relationship with her. The first part of that reward is you get a few additional points. It's not even enough to really worry about. You can do other missions and get way more points towards your towards your final battle. But you don't get Jessica Chobot's character showing up in your quarters telling you she's DTF. <laughs> hmm. And so I, I was like, how can she, you know, talk about the clothing in Mass Effect 2 but not point out that basically the same kind of thing she's talking about in these other <coughs> cases happens in an extreme way in Mass Effect 3. I mean, that kind of struck me is that the the downloadable costumes actually dress people better. So yeah, this and my point and my yeah. point is is that yeah, I mean, you gotta you gotta call folk out for their for their shit. Yeah. Yes, that was good. But at the same time, you can't put in this character that is there right. just to be a sex bot. Mm-hmm. And here's, because here's, uh, because you know here's yeah. here's here's the kind of the. You know, every gamer boy's IGM wet dream, right? Mm-hmm. No, you can't do that. And here's my thing, my thing too. No, I'm sorry to to derail you there. Um, like also thinking about this this similar situation and the fact that Sarkeesian's talking about downloadable content and the fact that you can like change women's outfits. Like what that makes me think of is like the idea of these women's bodies as situated as like somehow external or outside of the central narrative, if that mm-hmm. makes any sense. Mm-hmm. But then too, like what you're talking about, Sam, is the way that their bodies are troubled within these narratives too. Right. So it's not necessarily a situation that's external to what's going on within the games themselves like and I think that that so for me you're raising a good point which is thinking about how these things intersect externally internally and how we think about all of that yeah and Absolutely. and you know when you talk about that and, and with along with her her premise for this video is that it's focused almost exclusively on women so you can take women outside of the narrative and turn them into um, bitches in bunny suits uh, to go around and fight, but all of your male characters are going to be dressed pretty much the same way. The exception we were talking about was a game like uh, Dead Rising. Charlotte and I were talking about that before the, the podcast, where you could dress him you know, in, in all kinds of wacky shit. But that's different. That's part of the narrative in the way that you construct your personal game. You're in a mall, you can go around and change clothes. Mm-hmm. But these these DLC reward packs and alternate costumes are an optional way to change the visuals of the world into something more sexualized. Mm-hmm. And it's only women. How often yeah. does this happen with male characters? Why can't I throw dudes in G-strings and have them... I mean, I wouldn't because it would be weird. I don't like ludonarrative dissonance <laughs> in that sense. Um, <laughs> I'm not down, but you know, I don't. I want to put 
in a, in a in a hypothetical to put Joel in a G string to play The Last of Us. Yeah. <laughs> just the ass on my screen. Yeah, all day long. Let's do it. Yeah, man, why don't good. we get why don't we get bouncing balls as much as we get bouncing boobs? <laughs> that would just be no. <laughs> I don't need to see the bouncing road. <laughs> well, why do people need to see the bouncing boobs? You know, I don't know. Like, like no balls. It's so distracting yes, to me. Like this is what I was talking about with Metal Gear. In every scene where where Quiet's boobs are like flexing in weird mm -hmm. ways, I don't see anything else. I only see titties. And I can only imagine how many people have died playing that game because you're like, what the fuck are her titties doing? <laughs> That's dangerous. <laughs> this is really taking me out of the game right now. <laughs> well, we were talking about that with, with watching Sarkeesian's video. See, now i got to go back and find the game because it's going to drive me crazy. We were talking about that with watching Sarkeesian's video where there was the one game, if you pre-ordered it, you got the um, the, the midnight show ticket that made all the dancers in the club yeah. topless. Mm -hmm. um, and we, yeah. we sat there and we were watching them and we were like, okay, so it made all the dancers topless. Now they were all they all had these perfectly symmetrical <laughs> rock hard. And if you've ever seen a real woman topless, you know this is not the case. A perfect <laughs> these perfectly symmetrical titties. That that are at attention. Not only not, not, not that, not yes, they were all at <laughs> and they didn't move. I mean, they were like uh, spinning around, and their titties were just like always pointing forward. They were like, you know, like they broke in her boob at one point, and it didn't budge. Right, it's it's like that. You know how they teach ballerinas to do to do pirouettes. It's like find your find your point and keep your head there. That's what the titties were doing. It was like. <laughs> The titties were ballerinas. <laughs> but then in, in another one we were watching, it, it may have been quiet, but I feel like it was out of the uh, Sarkeesian video. The boobs were doing like some shenanigans of. Um, oh yeah, it was. It was one things that quiet. boobs don't do. Like who does that? <laughs> <laughs> like they're like, I don't know. Like they're performing on their own. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> These boobs have their own code. <laughs> yeah. That's what she's fucking choreographed. I was like, no, boobs don't move like that. If you're going to have titties, if you're going to have titties that are out, then it's the, the game is the saboteur. Yeah. Right? So, mm -hmm. but if you're going to have titties, you at least have to give them realistic jiggle physics. Mm -hmm. Right? Don't just make them bounce up and down so that well, they never escape the oh, bikini like top. Independent of the body. Yeah. Right. And that was one of my complaints, too, when I was so immersed in Metal Gear 5, was that I just kept thinking in these scenes, I'm like, have any of these people actually seen real titties? Because real titties don't work like this. Is that the purpose? Do they want to make, like, magical super titties that aren't like real titties? Yeah. They try to make real titties. They don't fucking failed. Right. Yeah. But do they want to make real I don't know. Or is no. like, that's the question? There's not an interview about that because remember that shit is high art and we're all supposed to feel ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> but in DOA, it's probably not magical super titties. I don't know. It might be like the perfect uber titty. <laughs> uber titty. <laughs> I'm oh, not gonna talk anymore. No, I like it. The uber titty. Can we make a comic book? 
<laughs> the continuing adventures of the Uber Titty. Oh my God! Yes. That shit was born on this podcast. Y'all are here live. Ah man, so many ideas. <laughs> the Uber Titty. That's better than Titty So. Titty So is awesome. That's my favorite thing today. Uber well, except for the thing that happened with the Grand Titty Sode. Yeah. That's what it is. Right now. To uh, far be it for me to be the one to rein this back in, but <laughs> what is? I don't know. I mean, the the argument against everything what we're saying, uh, because I've seen it before, is that but all these things are optional. You don't have to do it if you don't want, as though that somehow mitigates any damage from, oh, BT dubs, if you want to, you can pay three bucks and strip down all the bitches in your game. That is such a neoliberal point of view, in my opinion, which is the correct opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, expound upon that. What it does is that puts the onus of, of responsibility or whatever on the consumer to be mm-hmm. the correct judge of things. So like so what we uh, it's our job to put our money toward what we think is right. What is what, but what about the system in which we are operating as consumers? Shouldn't it also be their responsibility as producers to think about these larger issues? Um, and and who is potentially being objectified in these situations? Like, why is it up to us right. as individual people paying for things to yeah, be, like to be the moral judges? Like, oh, well, we're just we're just putting options out there. It's the same as some asshole going, I'm just asking questions. But I'm they're not putting questions. options. They're out not. There. There's no bouncing ball. So where's the bouncing ball? Yes, <laughs> thank you, Charlotte. Yeah. <laughs> Give me my bouncing I mean, balls, and I'll shut up. <laughs> okay, so since while we're talking about nobody actually wants bouncing balls, nobody, nobody wants, wants the option of bouncing balls. Maybe they do. Maybe they do, but we will never know right. because it's well, only bouncing know. boobs. Right. So let's let's back up for a second because so while we're talking about titties and quiet and objectification and responsibility. And developer versus responsibility and consumer. Mm-hmm. We gotta go back and talk about Metal Gear Solid Five for a second. Remember, because when Metal Gear Solid Five was first announced and they showed us Quiet, we lost our shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were like, "What the fuck? What's wrong with these people? There's something clearly wrong here. This is not a sniper. She's running around in torn up ass fishnets and a bikini top with her titties hanging out. Because that's the way you fight a war. Now, obviously." And it. and then there these there's these these quick clips where you see a woman being tortured and you then like yeah but the game is all about trauma and I'm like you got a half naked woman in ripped up fishnets with a torture scene mm-hmm. so you telling me her trauma is rape mm-hmm. right and this is what she's trying to recover from right and then. Kojima-san comes out and goes, well, you bitches making all this noise and complaining. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're going to be ashamed when the real story comes out. That use of the word ashamed. The story is out and I ain't ashamed. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's not, it is exactly what we thought it was going rape, to but be. The, but rape does happen almost. Right. And not okay, only that. And you know what? I'm a conspiracy theorist. I'm a conspiracy theorist. And I will always say this. <laughs> that shit changed from the time they announced it to now. Because that, I, I will bet any amount of money that that is not what they originally intended. It wouldn't surprise story. me. Yeah. But, but I will say that what does happen to her is fucking bad enough. Like, the, the torture scene it is awful. Yes. Because it does not focus on her tits. And the rape slash... And the the rape slash necrophilia scene is even worse. Yeah. Right. The rape slash necrophilia scene is horrible. Right. So she's she she's dressed so she can't breathe. Right. Because you know she's this plant bitch. Right. Is what she is. So she has to breathe through her skin and process air and water and all that through her Do skin. Do I need to repost right. the uh, because photosynthesis meme? I mean, yeah. because photosynthesis. Um. And so, because she's in clothing, she can't breathe. But so she's, you know, being chased out. She is grabbed by her rapist, who one drowns her. So between um, being dressed and being drowned, you can't look at her face and tell me she's not dead, because <laughs> she has this completely yeah. dead face. Um, and it is only when you hear belt, zipper, pants that, yeah, it's that bad, right? And then her face uh, changes back into the um, warrior mask, right? Because her lower body has been exposed, so she can now breathe through the skin on her lower body. And that's the point at which she comes back to life, right? It's the same thing that we had in the Laura Croft reboot, right? Yeah. It is rape as a coming of age. Yeah. And so Laura Croft comes of age and quiet becomes this killing monster. She's released. We see her kill before them. She is released for ultimate carnage. At this point. Yeah. Yeah. She becomes something. So rather than being redeemed or coming of age as a human, she becomes almost non-human at this point. She becomes completely animalistic. Like the dude who, the dude, like her rapist, she stabs him in the dick like 37 times. So like I mean, a rape revenge sort of exactly archetype. and there's no control right all of the things that that are expected of a sniper right there is no control none right it's really hard I mean to watch. it wow it's it's horrible wow it's absolutely horrible and hey because I'm a dedicated researcher I watched that shit like 30 times and it's mm. really fucking hard to watch yeah, like how many beers did you have to drink for that? I mean, really? I went past the beer. Yeah, yeah. I don't blame you. Jesus. That, I, uh. But 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 there are alternate costumes 
if you meet the criteria for it so that you can actually dress her if you'd like. <laughs> Which is a whole different beast. Well, now you I feel ashamed. You have to do extra work to now put clothes on her. Yeah. yeah. I just, I don't understand. I just, I don't understand. <laughs> I feel like that's all I can say at this juncture. Like, why is it when when people have try to conceive you know, a woman's backstory or justification for their actions. It's always so these like traumatic sexual experiences. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not. It's not her backstory. It's the actual game story. Her right. backstory was, she, you know, she was this killer who suffered a. She she fucked up. Yeah. And in order to save her, they backstory, had to make her, you know, real because story. It's like, why do we have to? Yeah. Why do we have to experience this character? Because we don't have anything else to do with women. We either have to dress them in bunny suits or put them in a bikini or rape them. There's no other use for women. Yeah. Man. Sorry to be so sick. Thanks for that. No. Hashtag yeah. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Yeah. The bummer. And then people wonder why women... Don't always respond to games the same way as men. To like, I will say the mainstream, triple A, most popular games. Huh? Mm -hmm. I wonder when we're relegated to these kinds of roles, dressed in bikinis, mm -hmm. raped, abused, shunted aside, offered as playable characters in DLC or as rewards for beating the game. As afterthoughts. Afterthoughts. Good, yes. good, good word. Afterthoughts. Sacrificed at the altar of male character development. Mm-hmm. Aggression. Mm-hmm. Ultimately sacrificed. We, we see that happen again and again where you get strong female characters or female protagonists, period, who only, only exist to be ultimately sacrificed. Mm -hmm. Right? We see it happen all the time. I'm not going to say what story we see it happening, but I'm going to go back a little bit <laughs> and say even games that, you know, are heralded as being positive and having strong female protagonists. Like, did anybody else play Sword and Sorcery? Yeah. Right? It was yeah. the 8-bit game where you play. It's a platformer. It's a great game, right, where you play as a female protagonist. But the thing that happens is as you play, you start to take damage and you never fully recover for it. And ultimately, you sacrifice your life in order to win the game. It's just the way it is, right? It, it's like it, we see this shit happen over and over again, right? And what really, really, really disturbs me to my soul on top of all of the rape, on top of the torture, on top of the objectification for a character like Quiet is the fact that she's fucking quiet. <laughs> yes, yes, thank you. Yes, yes. She's, she's not mute. She's not mute. Mm -hmm. But she's quiet. Mm -hmm. There's a whole fucking thing Oof. about that too in the game. Um, can I... I don't know. I, I want to raise something else. Because it was the uh, the first image in Sarkeesian's video, but it never came up within the, the video itself, um, which was the reveal of Samus as a woman. And let's mm -hmm. think back about how that was revealed. You beat the game, and what do you see? You see her without her arm. 
I was going to say, Sam, Sam must take her clothes off. Yes. So, good for you. You beat the game. BT Dubs, you and played it as a woman. But here she is in a bikini to make you feel better about yourself. Well, no, the, the faster you faster you finish the game, the the more she the more she revealed when she took off her when she took off her armor, mm -hmm. right? Um, it, and that was that was because it, it was more a woman as reward, right? And yeah. it, there were levels of the reward as well. But which I, I want to raise it because when we talk about strong women characters, she always comes up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we don't talk about this context, I think, nearly as much as we should. Yeah. yeah, she's a strong female character. Is that how she was presented then? Was it a gotcha or was it a here's your reward? Both. Like was it oh you just played as a woman or oh here's a bitch in a bikini? Right. Both? Maybe, I don't know. That's a good question. Mm -hmm. That's a good question. Is it? Yeah. It sort of reminds me of like Alien, too. You know, like oh, Ripley is our main character, and then mm -hmm. she disrobes at the by the end of the movie, right? So yeah. So we do have that sort of male gaze factor at the end, where it's like, okay, we want to remind you though that this is a woman. So we are experiencing this differently, even though and it was. Yeah. No, go ahead. Go no, ahead. Go ahead. We're all just mad. That's, that's right about to get me started talking about Alien. Yeah. Uh, right. The whole series, right? The whole series of Alien movies. Right? So Ripley has to redeem herself in a number of ways. She has to redeem herself by proving herself still woman by disrobing. Mm-hmm. Right. And she has to be seen as being desirable to the male gaze. And then in the in second one, she has to redeem herself as mother. Yeah, too, exactly. Which is a whole exactly. other can of worms. Yeah, right. Because you're not yep. you're not useful unless you can bear children. Apparently. Mm-hmm. Well, and even though she did not bear this right. child, it was not only bearing children. It's the nurturing aspect. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's not the bearing had, of children. She it did the bear nurturing. a child. But she failed that child as a mother because yes. she was re she was an absent mother. So she has to redeem herself. Redeem herself, absolutely. In this sort of conservative Reagan era, uh, you know, yep. conception of motherhood, she has to redeem herself and with this reduction. These are our heroes, child. you guys. Mm -hmm. These mm -hmm. are our strong women characters. Mm -hmm. And Ripley, I blame completely blame the character of Ripley. For for my actions in in Mass Effect Three, it, how many other people play Mass Effect Three? Right at the beginning, when you have the kid, you have is it's, it's very much an alien. Ripley, oh, yes. the kid crawling through the the ventilation system, and you have that choice of whether or not you try to save the kid or you let her go on your way. And I literally made the decision. I said I am not going to play into this female redemption role bullshit and try to save this kid, even though every bit of my soul wanted to. Oh, my God. I couldn't do it. I had to do it. <laughs> I didn't. I admire I didn't. you. Mm -hmm. But you have, ultimately, you have the same outcome, but I made that decision. Wow. I actually yeah. sat there and thought about it. And it was because it, it was, I was like, this is just fucking aliens. I do not believe this. <laughs> 
<laughs> you 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 got female protagonist kid crawling through the ventilation system because big bugs are coming to take over the fucking world. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah, that shit gets to you after a while, man. Yeah. Remember when we were so jolly earlier? <laughs> <laughs> Remember when we were just supposed to be talking about titties and having fun? <laughs> <laughs> BRB going to drink myself into oblivion. Yes. <laughs> BRB joining Alicia in that. <laughs> I'll be in the beer tent if anybody needs me. <laughs> yeah, I can bring your whiskey. Okay, I got you. <sighs> oh my god. Yeah. Can we think of so, any redeeming examples? That's I mean, what I've been trying to think of. All of the so-called strong female characters, who who doesn't suffer from this? We got to end this on some kind of an up note, don't we? Um, uh, let's see. I almost want to say female children as care as protagonists, Ooh. but that's not even the case. That's a yeah. That's not even the case. Hmm. Unless we yeah, look at something like... If y'all want to like, go on a whole rant about Lego and female children, then I can do that. Oh, that... <laughs> right. What was that one Halloween um, with the corset thing? Yeah, yeah. So, like, there's a yeah. Halloween... It's, it's this season's Halloween um, little set that they put out. They, they do, like, holiday sets. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> it's got too many figures in it. One of them is uh, a skeleton opening the door... <laughs> And the other one is supposed to be a little girl trick-or-treating in a, a witch costume, but the only part of the costume that makes sense is the um, the hat and the broom. But then she's wearing, like, I'd have to look, but I think it's either blue or purple pants, so blue jeans or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, mm-hmm. and it's so inappropriate on, like, a thousand levels. Like, not even just that it's, it's sexualizing the, the, the child trick-or-treater, So, yeah, I is mean, it time so to just go burn that. Down? And, yeah, go go burn some shit down. I mean, if we talk about female children as yeah. characters, mm-hmm. even if you look at stuff like Chariot, right, mm-hmm. where you have this little princess who's going through, and she has this a dungeon crawler platformery game, right? But she's being bossed around by her dead fucking father for the entire game and being forced to put her life in jeopardy in order to bejewel a fucking casket for his dead ass. Because (laughs) I want you to write a formal description for that game. It's amazing. For his dead ass. (laughs) I mean, but you have that. I mean, so you have that, that... and then you have, I'm, I'm trying to think of all the games that I've tried to play with my little girl to give her strong female protagonists. And then start playing them halfway through, and I'm like, what the fuck, man? Mm-hmm. Right, so, and then Child of Light, which is another circumstance where you have a child who dies, right? Mm-hmm. Ultimately, is what was why she's the child of light, and she's in this uh, this other world. Is she's dead, 
um, who has to try to save herself, right? And it's like, really, is this what you want to do to little girls and say, here's a little girl, she's about your age, she's dead, she's got to save herself because there's nobody there for you. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, you have all of these other these other things that tell you that she can't she can't do it for herself. Mm-hmm. Mm. <sighs> what about never alone? Oh, strong. Never, never alone mm-hmm. is that's what I said. You have something like never alone, and I think that that's probably the closest we're going to get. Yeah. Tonight, well, anyway. I mean, you, you do also have The Walking Dead. <sighs> how, how do you have The Walking Dead? Because Clementine's not at least sexualized. She's not sexualized, but she can't do shit for herself. Lee has to do everything for her. I'm thinking more about season two when she takes the protagonist role, but she's oh, always in the middle of all these things, controlled I by hate adults. Season two. Oh, she's hate always in the thing. Season I two, season but two. I did not nearly like it as much as season one. I think I didn't play it. Like, is that all there is? Two seasons. Yes. Yeah. That's far. Season. I played the first episode. Wants to be about my own. Okay. I mean, it's, it's got a lot around. of other rough elements. Um, I'm just trying to think about characters who who somehow resist all of these things we're talking about. And I'm, I'm coming up almost all adventure games. Like, Life is Strange, uh, sort of, until the end when suddenly everything... Stop, stop, stop. Stop, stop, stop. stop. <laughs> I stopped. <laughs> I yeah. forgot that you yeah. are making everything by not playing yeah. that game. I um, remember Charlotte. I, I got you. <laughs> okay, I so it's the cacophony. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that one, um, but that doesn't fully resist it. So what else do we have? Who do we have? Who is our champion? <laughs> Who has not been fucking bikini-fied in an official capacity? Not even just talking about like mod communities. Because that's I a whole some other kind of weird sexual circumstance, or raped, or abused, or something. Who do we have? I mean, man, I can't even give you the Lego minifigs, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. And that was that was startling to me because I didn't notice it when I first got the set because on the the front of it, she sort of turned weird, so it's not so obvious. And so I, I had the set for like a week before I turned it over, and I was like, "Holy cow! This is not not appropriate." Yeah. Wait, we have portal. Hmm. You sound so. Yeah. Well, because I, I I would question whether or not she has full agency yeah. <laughs> in the series. And the fact that in the Portal 2, they give her a a dude-coded robot. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. This is why everybody hates us, because we're just like, everything is terrible! <laughs> but, I mean, who who do we have? Who are our women? Ain't no Resident Evil bitch is going to pass any kind of litmus test. No. No. 
Mm-mm. No, nobody from any. Okay, hang on. We do have the women of State of Decay, who are never sexualized at all. Yes. Even the one who's a sex worker is is cool and has full agency. This is true. Yeah. Thank you, Undead Labs. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we have the we women of that. State of Decay. We have. Um, women of color too. Of color, yeah. yes, and we have. Um, we well, and that's interesting because we have. What is her name? Never alone. Uh huh. Um, it's not Naya. What is her name? Oh, I can't remember. Um. Somebody look it up. I'm look. I'm trying. Okay. I can't remember. Oh, crap. Wrong. And I haven't. I haven't. I haven't played enough Nuna. to talk about that yet. But she's got that outfit, which is you know you can question what's going on there. Is it? And who? I'm sorry. Is say again. Is the is the outfit suitable? Is it just there for reasons? Uh, I haven't played yeah. enough to determine yet. Yeah. So we yeah like like Bianca said we have Nuna, mm-hmm. we have the women of State of Decay, we have like I said to a certain extent, I I, I have a problem with dead kid games. So Child of Light was just like I'm because I wanted this light hearted game Child of Light right mm-hmm. princess going around with a big ass sword doing stuff and I'm like really so they first 30 seconds of the game they kill her off and that is the only way that she is able to do these supernatural feats. Is because she's dead. Mm. Um, yeah. But we do have some good characters. We have some characters that verge on being acceptable. Yeah. Like there may be some drawbacks, but mostly they're good. But I hate that we even have to hedge in that way. Mm. That's bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm with you on that. You don't put fucking Lego minifig girls in corsets. Yeah. And not every female character has to have a bikini download. Yeah. To make her palatable to the dudes playing the game. And jiggly titties. Fuck that. Or or non jiggly titties. <laughs> Perfectly still titties. I'm I'm angry now. Drink a beer. Um, we have so, Alex Vance. We have what? Alex Vance. Uh, yeah. I thought you said Alex's pants. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe you have Alex's pants. I don't know. I was like, well, this took a weird turn. <laughs> <laughs> We do have Alex Vance. We have, and I, see, I hate to go back to the same ones that we have to go back to over and over again. We have Jade. Yeah. yeah. Right, but these are the same, like, two, three, four female we characters that we have to go more. And they're not fucking new. Okay, I'll... You I'll, got characters that were made ten years ago. I'll bring a new one into the fold. Who? Ish. Uh, from Everyone's Gone to the Rapture. Okay. There's a character, actually, I forgot her name. 
it's been a, a, about a month since I played it. Her name's Dr. Catherine Collins. I looked it up just now. Um, and she's one of the like main characters that we learn about through that narrative. Um, mm -hmm. Very authoritative, and it's really interesting because she's like she's I, I she's African American, but she's living in England and she's doing science stuff out there, and she's okay. married a British man from this small village and dealing with these sort of racist undertones of this small British village and the way that they perceive her intellectualism. Granted, you only see this narrative in small fragments, um, and I sort of wish that her narrative was teased out a little bit more. Where's that um, as a reward DLC? <laughs> Yeah, right. yes, more of her. And also, you never actually see the body, really, of, of any of these characters. Um, it's more just these sort of abstract memories that are kind of visualized mm. as beams of light that occasionally take bodily form, but they're never actually, like, super body <laughs> that doesn't make you get what I'm saying though. Um, so you don't actually see her, but you do, I guess, learn about her and hear about her. And I feel like her narrative is one that's really interesting, and she has a lot of agency, more so than I think. And maybe I don't know. Maybe the fact that she is only visualized as a beam of light is something that could be valuable in this sort of narrative? I don't know. That I feel like that could be argued in a couple of different ways. Um, and I haven't necessarily thought this out a ton other than just like right now. Um, but I think that her narrative is maybe one that could lead us in a more optimistic direction. Um, so I don't know. That's, Thank God, because we need one right yeah, now. Yeah, it's but it is also a very small one. Like again, it's 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 only one of many narratives in this game, and it's one that I wished that they had spent more time with. So mm -hmm. it's interesting though that we're finding all of this in in smaller indie games. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We're finding it all in smaller indie games. Something to think about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Another news I learned, not to put your beer by your computer processor. Because your beer's hot now. Yeah, my beer's hot. And it's, I will tell uh, you like that you didn't drop it. <laughs> the creamy dark is gross when it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> but I took a second swig just to test to make sure. <laughs> on that happy note <laughs> we yeah. you. <clears throat> everything is we terrible burn the patriarchy smash shit mm -hmm. smash it yay <clears throat> yay yay <laughs> uh, I don't know if um, one of the things that I have as far as, as deals for broke-ass gamers, um, both Alicia and I got, I think, emails today from Steam 
telling us that we should come and spend all our fucking money at Steam. I know. Uh, because they're I coming, did. I listened. They're having a um, a Warner Brothers sale uh, started today, the 17th, and runs through the 21st. Um, so you can get lots of good things um, for reduced prices. Like you can get Lego World, Charlotte. We talked about this when it first came out this summer. It's 30% off now for like $10.49. Um, I'm not going to Lego bother. Jurassic <laughs> Lego Jurassic World is 33% off. Um, Shadows of Mordor, that Middle Earth game that everybody played and loved so much. The whole Game of the Year edition with all the stuff is 60% off, so you can get that one for less than 20 bucks. All the Batman games, because they were all Warner Brothers, are 75% off each. They may or may not um, work. That may or may not work. <laughs> That's true. Did they ever fix the PC version of that latest one? Don't buy the latest one. Buy the other, buy the other four or three, four. Um, but don't buy the latest one, because it won't work. Uh, <laughs> So you can buy you can buy uh, Blackgate, you can buy Asylum, you can buy City, uh, and you can buy Origins. Well, they're not even selling the latest one, so no, it's not fixed. Um, the Fear Games, Bastion, which is a great game that Alicia never played. Let's shame her. I bought it today. Um, I'll fix that shit for like three bucks, like almost four bucks, three like three seventy-five. Lego Batman games, so lots of Lego games, Lego Hobbit games, super Lego superheroes, Lego movie, all that stuff, seventy-five percent off. So you can literally what get the Lego God. games for five bucks. You should do that because most of them are good, not all of them, most of them. Yeah, they are. the The Lego games are good. So five bucks, you can get the Lego games. Uh, Lego Batman 3 was really good. It's not five bucks, unfortunately, because that was one of the ones that just came out at the end of last what year. Batman it's 2? 11 bucks. Really good. Lego Batman 2 was good, too. That's what I'm saying. On the oh, it's five bucks, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely get so that, people. And then you can get Lego Batman 3 for eleven twenty-five. Don't miss out on those. Mm -hmm. You got kids that are... Our early readers learning to spell both Scribble Knots games yeah. are dirt cheap right now. You can get them for five bucks a piece. Scribble Knots Unlimited and Scribble Knots Unmasked that has all the superhero characters in it. So there's tons of good shit uh, in the Steam in the Steam Warner Brothers sale right now. And if you want fighting games, they got the Mortal Kombat's too for dirt cheap, including the latest one. It's not dirt cheap, but it's on sale. You can get it for. Oh my gosh! It's the premium edition, so it includes the Mortal Kombat X, the Com and the Combat Pack. Um, it's forty percent off, but it's still fifty-three bucks. Oh man! No, yeah. Alicia, you have other things to buy. I'm saving all my the rest of my big money for Rock Band Four, even though it, the <laughs> base game song list is. Yeah, that's pretty crappy. It's always been crappy. It's never been not crappy. I don't expect mm -hmm. not crappy. Mm -hmm. I had a small hope, but other people like it more. Good for them. I don't care. I play Rock Band for DLC. There you go. Yeah. So that brings us to the end of episode 111. I'm still playing Baggle. <laughs> I'm almost done. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, oh my. I'm on eight three. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, go ahead. 
You said it couldn't be done. I did not. So until next time, uh, when we have episode 112, we have uh, interesting guests lined up for episode 112. It's going to be fun. We're not going to tell you what it is. It's going to be a surprise. We'll tell you when it gets closer. Um, <clears throat> until next time, my friends. You can uh, email us at mymgamer at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter or Facebook or Tumblr. Just look for Not Your Mama's Gamer or at, at mymgamer <laughs> for uh, Twitter and mymgamer.tumblr.com for Tumblr. And then always check our blog on a daily basis for all of our wonderful daily posts where we engage with all kinds of issues and all kinds of games at nimgamer.com and those are all the ways you can reach us feel free to leave us comments send us questions and the whole nine yards so until next time when you join us for episode 112 in about two weeks Stay warm. It's like, stay warm, stay. Oh my gosh, stay jiggly. Uh, and as always, yes. always, always, my friends. Jiggle on. Game on. It's okay, Sandy. Thank <laughs> you.